Welcome into episode number 11 of the Pinewood Perspective. We have a great show for you guys this week. We're obviously going to be diving into our week five recap. John Gruden resigned from the Las Vegas Raiders. A uh, lot to dive in there. Um, if you're taking one coach and one coach only in the NFL right now, who would it be and why? NFL Week 6 preview. We're doing our Week 6 pickums and overrated, underrated NFL teams. Stay tuned because we got a great episode for you guys this week. I'm Will G. I'm JB. Justin Matthews. And this is the Pinewood Perspective. Welcome back into episode number 11 of the Pinewood Perspective. Wild weekend, to say the least, for the NFL. Uh, I'm talking games. I'm talking it all. I don't know how your guys' weekend went, but we'll go ahead and dive into it. JB, how was your weekend? Not bad, man. I mean, went home uh, on Thursday. We won our softball game. Damn right, headed we did. To, headed to the ship. Um, so that was nice. Um, other than that, didn't do much. Weather was kind of crap. Um, drank a little Cosmigos. Yeah? Got to it. Um. Who were you getting to it with? Uh, <laughs> Brianna and, uh, some of, like, her mom's friends. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've met her mom's friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of them doesn't like me. They're a lot of fun. One of them doesn't like me. Yeah, they me. said you were cranky at the bar. I forget which one it is, but she don't, she just like, I got, I, I have resting dick face. If anyone doesn't know that, not resting bitch face, resting dick face. Like, you know, it's just like, it's just like resting bitch face. Like I just look like a dick, but I'm really not. And like one of her mom's friends just kept looking at me like, what's your problem, dude? And I'm like, I literally have nothing wrong with you at all. Like, <laughs> like you're fun. You guys are fun. You're a nice lady. Like, I don't know why, like you're mad at me. I promise you I'm not mad at you. And she was like, he's, he's a dick. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not trying to be at all. Uh, I forget. Maybe I was a little cranky that night, but I, I feel like I was definitely was not. had to go back to the city. Oh yeah. I was cranky about having to yeah. leave the bar at one in the morning and drive an hour into Chicago and wake up early. Yeah. I wasn't happy about that, but, uh, other than that, you not, know, not bad. yeah, they're allowed to, f how was your weekend? What was your weekend, Justin? Uh, it was pretty all right. Um, went to the Bulls game Friday. Hell yeah, baby. Nice blowout win. Uh, the team's looking good this year. Yeah, yeah, they look real nice. Um, won in both of my fantasy leagues. Mm -hmm. I scored 201, and like 180 in the other one, so uh, good week on fantasy. The Bears, of course, oh. in Vegas. Yeah, they did. Watch proud of the team. And then Monday night came and um uh, yeah. dollars up. <laughs> how, how how much we talking a couple of dollars? That would have just been a push, right? At minus seven. Yeah. Dude, That's now that I was thinking of it, that was kind of a trap line. 
Because I, when I saw it get pushed to seven and a half, like I was like, oh, everybody's on Ravens minus seven. And I was like, damn, right now would be the time to take Colts plus seven and a half. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I, I was thinking about it so heavy. I ended up taking Ravens minus two and a half, so that hit. But, um, yeah. I'm not a fan of the straight lines. I mean, yeah, you can get your push, but I feel like it's like, like yeah, you said, kind of like tease it. Like a trap. I feel like, like you said, it's like a trap. When you're looking at minus seven, it's like they have to be, it has to be more than a touchdown. And you rarely see in the NFL, you know, teams winning by eight or nine points, yeah. kind of. So that's why I feel like minus seven can be like a trap. Once it got, yeah, once it got to seven and a half, you pretty much need 10. I'm sure the tease for minus six and a half probably wouldn't have been much of a downgrade anyway. Oh, no. You know, but so uh, it's almost worth it to buy that half a point. Mm -hmm. But six and a half, I, that still wouldn't even hit. Yeah. What, I mean, yeah, you it wouldn't have hit now, but. But yeah. The thing is, is that they're required to kick the extra point in overtime. Like, technically, by rule book, they are required to kick the extra point. It's just when teams score touchdowns, they just rush the field, so refs just call it off. Like, you're supposed to kick the extra point in overtime, but, like, they just call it off. And because, like, it doesn't rush. matter. Yeah, it don't matter, and teams rush the field, and no one wants to go out there for another possession to watch them kick the extra point. But that's how it goes. Uh, yeah, great weekend, honestly. Um I was in Las Vegas for the game. Uh, was drinking pretty heavy. Drinking pretty heavy, honestly. So I, it was, you know, it, it was pretty nice. It was electric. Uh, when we went in July, it was the McGregor-Poyer fight. So it was kind of just like that, you know. But I really didn't get like a whole like, you know, it, the city was packed for sure. It was just, you know, Bear fans everywhere I went, dude. It was insane. Like... Our flight was packed with everyone in Bears gear. Our hotel was packed and everyone with everyone wearing Bears gear. Uh, they it was they really they really popped out. That was a nice part of it. Uh, Friday night I ate the best meal of my lifetime. I'll probably never eat another meal like that until I'm rich. It's going to be a long time because I will be rich, but uh, it's going to be a long time before I'm rich. So it's going to be a while before I'm eating a meal like that again. I mean, I'm talking. The best steak I've ever had by far. We went to Delmonico's, which is Emerald Legacy, the the famous you know Food Network uh, chef, his restaurant. Uh, most expensive steak I've ever had in my life. It was a very pricey steak, mm -hmm. uh, eighty five dollar steak. Yeah, and my sides were potatoes, which were eighteen, and uh, Brussels sprouts, which were eighteen. Uh, best Caesar salad I've ever had in my life. I literally like. I'm not a salad eater. Like, JB lives with me. This dude doesn't eat me, watch me eat salad. I would eat that salad for the rest of every single meal for the rest of my life. That's how good that shit was. Best salad I've ever had in my life. Best uh, potatoes I've ever had in my life. Best Brussels sprouts. Whole meal. Just like everything. It was now the I'm best I've ever had. You didn't had. come with us when we went to kind of compare the two. Where'd you guys go? Ah, uh, I forget. Was it Fieri's? Uh, no. Well, I don't know gonna totally botch it but it was like so it was an a it was like amfly or something okay uh, i'd have to see it you know like, mm -hmm. i don't know it was something. yeah i just Again, when i, I was with you that weekend that was kind of like you know when you go to vegas that's more of like the like on the 21st birthday trip with like all the guys you know that was like my bachelor party like type vibe like at the pool Bobby 20 oh shit yeah we were at the pool, like, you know, 24-7, which was a lot more hotter out. We were, I mean, this was, I would say, like, a, definitely a little bit more of a relaxing trip, but I was still. It was close. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like. Amat. Yeah, whatever that is. 
a mouthy, yeah, a mouthy, sure. something yeah. like that. Yeah, this was, I would say, like, more relaxing, more laid back, get to go out and do more stuff type of deal because you're not just completely plastered the whole trip. But, you know, I, I had my fun. Sunday was, you know, probably my favorite day because, obviously, the Bears game and all that. I'll go ahead and just run through that with you guys real quick. Uh, woke up, uh, Uber to Mandalay Bay, and right outside Mandalay Bay is, like, their beer garden. Like, it's this, like, huge Bud Light beer garden. They've got, you know movie theater size screens like on every single building just like got red zone going all the games going uh beers just flowing out there so shit was nice for sure um got really drunk out there a lot of bear fans at the beer garden and then we had like probably like a mile walk to the stadium got into the stadium walked around it uh so our seats technically weren't club suites like we weren't in a club but you have to enter a club to get to your seats. So there's like two sections. We're 50 yard line, bottom level. Uh, you like enter a club and then from that club, you enter your seats down below. So it was super nice. Cause like once you, you know, you want to go to the bathroom, no lines. Cause you're in the club. You're just, you're the only people that have access to that club are the people in those two sections. So you're talking like, you know, hundred people in this humongous club no bathroom lines no drink lines like that was the best part about it so you could just you know you're missing two plays getting a beer missing two plays taking a piss you're not missing a whole drive like you would at normal stadiums and uh the game was insane like it was nuts it was obviously maybe one of my it was probably my favorite game that i've been to other than the ones that we went to in 2018 with the great bears team just you know being on the road uh, the crazy thing about it, Bears started with the ball. So on our first third down possession, the place was going nuts. Like, it's definitely one of the loudest experiences I've had. Um, and I'm like, damn, I can barely hear myself talk. I don't know how Justin Fields is giving off a snap right now. Like, I don't know how he does that shit. Like, I don't know. Dude's got to learn sign language, like, right now. Because this place is fucking loud. And then Raiders get the ball back. And on their third down, I'm like, all right, let's see what the Bear crowd does right now. I'm telling you, it was damn near just as loud. It was like that gave me chills to see like that many Bear fans show out. Because, I mean, we were in a section, good amount of Bear fans there. You've seen, obviously, Bear, bear uh, jerseys all across the stadium. But, like, I really was, like, interested to see how they would put out, you know, with, like, the, the noise level and all that. Like, I was like, holy shit. Like, that gave me chills just to see Bear fans showing up like this on the road. And, like, you obviously seen from the players, like, like they they all talked about how it just felt like a home game and stuff like that so that made me feel real good to see bears nation putting out like that but the game went well obviously too we won uh not many takeaways from it you know the offense kind of just you know is starting to find their identity in the run game and i kind of liked what owen crude said it's like matt Nagy keeps talking about this identity he said you fucking found it right here run the ball you're a team that can run the ball. You don't have Dave Montgomery, and we had two guys go for 60-plus yards. Khalil Herbert, you know, fifth-round pick for us, going out there for 75, averaging 4.2 yards per carry. The offensive line's getting pushes up front. Uh, you're a team that can run the ball, and it helps out a rookie quarterback who can just kind of manage the game and learn right now. Um, other takeaways I had from the game, it truly is Sin City. It is, you know. Uh, Justin Fields got hurt. And that place went bananas, and that really pissed me off. I was pissed as hell. Like, I was cussing out some fucking Raider fans that were by me that were cheering. And, uh, but it felt great when Fields came back on that other half of that stadium, got just as loud as well. That felt good. I was like, hell yeah. 
And then when Carr got hurt, oh, I was an ass. I wasn't cheering. I sat down, but every fucking Raider fan in my section heard me. I'm like, what's going on? Quarterback's hurt. Supposed to be cheering, aren't we? So you don't see a fucking Bear fan standing up. Oh, I was drunk, and I was an ass. I was odd ass. I said, quarterback's hurt. So you don't hear the Bear fans cheering right now, do you? Oh, I was in heads. Uh... But, yeah, it was nice, you know, uh, when the Raiders went down there and scored that touchdown to make it 14-9. Uh, some Raider fans turned around that were sitting row in front of us, told me to sit the fuck down. And then uh, they weren't even in their seats by the end of the final drive. So I've learned that if you tell me to sit the fuck down at a football game, something bad always happens to your team. Never tell me to sit the fuck down. And I can recall the first time ever – that someone's told me to sit the fuck down was 2018 against the Seahawks where we were up 17 to three Seahawks scored a touchdown, got the ball back. It's looking like week one against green Bay all over again. And this dude is in my ear right behind me telling me, sit the fuck down. Your team's going to blow it like you did last week. I told him, shut the fuck up. And then two plays later, Russell Wilson pick six. I turned around dudes in his seat face in his lap. And I'm in his ass. You don't tell me to sit down at a Bears game. I'm a Bear fan. Shut the fuck up. Other than that, great weekend. Uh, I had a lot of fun. And it was good to be, you know, in Vegas at a Bears game. Takeaways from the game, though. Uh, JB and Justin, I'll let you guys get your two cents in on the football game. Go ahead, Justin. Um, it was nice to see. I kind of actually missed a lot of the first quarter because – I had a couple of dollars on the uh, <laughs> and I had like five heart attacks watching uh, yeah. uh, Mason Crosby miss the kicks. So uh, that was fun. And uh, then, yeah, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think my uh, my internet started like kind of tweaking for a minute. But um, so I probably started watching it like maybe with 10 minutes left in the first. But um, it was nice. Roll win. Yeah, Fields got hurt. And I mean, he came back. Thank God. Um, not too much to say. Nice, nice, uh, nice home win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kid's tough, man. That's like, you know, one thing that you like to see when you're taking away from a rookie is there's going to be the struggles. You know, you really can't gauge his play like this early on how he's going to be in his career. But that's like one thing about him that I'm really. Like the kid, like I, we've seen it in the Clemson game when we were watching it down in Florida. I really wasn't paying attention much because I didn't think he was going to be our quarterback. But just see how physically and mentally tough he is to be able to take a beating and come back out there. Because uh, like, like we were close, like super close. Like we could see facial expressions on the sidelines when he got hurt. It was kind of it was, like it wasn't cool. But like the cool thing was is like how you just see the reaction on the sideline because they don't show that shit on TV and games. So he, you see him, like, in pain, limping off the field, can't continue to play, obviously, right then and there. And then I got my eyes on Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, and Nick Foles got all the gear, or Andy Dalton's got all his gear on with, like, the headpiece and the headset and everything. And it's, like, cool because you see him come off the field, and then you just see, like, seven dudes from, like, all over the sideline just run to him, gear off, like, microphone off, everything, helmets brought to him. Like, he just, he just stands completely still. And he's got like seven dudes working on his gear, just 
like in within 20 seconds he's ready to go on the field like i was like damn i was like kind of badass and like then you see like how quickly they get the metal medical tent up like you see fucking dudes run over the medical tent that thing's up you got three dudes on justin right away bam in the tent like i was just like holy shit that just happened like like nascar no yeah exactly it's like literally like a pit crew like that shit was cool as fuck like dudes like all over like that was badass and just like also a cool thing about the sideline as well is like um you see like things like after plays like like when like we came off like a third down like what you see like as soon as justin hits the field nick Foles first person to him john delifo john DeFilippo right behind him matt nagy right behind him dalton in his ear he's right there they've got like three ipads going nick Foles is telling him what to do here this and that so like like you said it's kind of like a pit crew in nascar shit was kind of badass but uh back to the game yeah it, that that was uh just a good thing to see how uh, physically tough he is after he took some good beatings like that one where he tried to spin kind of you know got hit in the back you could see wind knocked out of him uh physically tough um what were your some of your takeaways jb i don't know if you got to watch you got to probably watch no, it I actually did. yeah i saw it um but like justin i kind of missed the first part of the game because of the because of the packers game um i hit a six-legger um but the Packers pushed at my minus three, and it dropped my payout from four fifty to two fifty. So, yeah, damn. So that kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. And dude, they got the pick from Joe Burrow in the that first part of the overtime. I was like, dude, this is it. Like, they're gonna score a touchdown. They're not gonna leave it to Mason Crosby. Why would they do that? And then they left it to Mason Crosby, missed the field goal. And I was like, oh, dude, here we go. And then. Bengals kicker missed one, and then they started driving. They they got that first down on third and 17 to Randall Cobb, and I was like, damn, they're going for the touchdown. Why would they leave it to yeah. Mason Crosby? <laughs> Left it to Mason Crosby. Left it to Mason Crosby. <laughs> I was like, god damn it, dude. <laughs> I mean, a win's a win. It was a $40 bet, but it was it could have been so much nicer. But, yeah, from what I saw, I mean, your, your run game looked nice. Mm. Um, Controlled the flow of the game for the most part. Defense was locked down. Dominated time of possession. Um, and that's a lot of what the Vikings try to do. So, yeah. Um, kind of felt similar in that way. I stayed away from betting on that game because I definitely thought it was going to be close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I that, mean, it was nice. That was uh, kind of like how you felt uh, with, like, the Browns game. Like how you felt, you know, after you lost, um, like how you feel like you can hang with a lot of good teams. I wouldn't say that I feel like we can hang with like, like a lot of good teams, but it made me feel like a lot better about the Bears, you know, moving forward. I thought like this year was like after watching that Browns game, I'm like, this year is going to be like a shit show, like a very sad year. Um, but seeing how, you know, they come back, bounce back, you know, have a good week against Detroit, after, like seeing some teams struggle with Detroit. Like, I don't think we're as good as Minnesota or Green Bay, but they've both struggled with Detroit. And to see us play good against Detroit, that made me feel good. And like, you know, the Raiders have hung with some good teams this year as well. You know, what they did to Baltimore, you know, it made me feel good, especially being on the road like that. Just like it made me feel like, you know, like we can hang in some of these games. And I, I honestly like we're going to dive into the week five recap here real quick and talk about Green Bay. But I think we can hang with Green Bay somewhat this this week. I do. Um, I do. Yeah. Sean Desai, man, you I, I'm uh, watching some of the, the film, just seeing his 
his blitz packages is something like I've like we didn't see with Fangio. The good thing about Fangio was, you know, his blitz packages were good, but he didn't mix it up so much. Desai, his mix ups are insane. Just like I've talked about, you know, Khalil Mack lining up at out at middle linebacker and Roquan lining up on the edge. Like he's just throwing different looks and different uh pick plays and it's it, it, it's really paying off. There's a reason why the Bears are leading the league in sacks right now. And depth has a, a big piece in that as well. Travis Gibson, another sack this week, playing good football. I think he's got three on the year. Uh, the, the defense is good. And I, I do think that we can hang with Green Bay this weekend. I don't think we're going to win because obviously Rodgers is a bad man. But I truly do believe that we can hang with Green Bay this weekend. Sustainability. I mean, yeah, your defenses look sneaky good. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, leading leading the league in sacks—that's huge. Um, I feel like Jalen Johnson's kind of leading that group. Oh yeah, for sure. He's playing lights out. Um, he hasn't. Eddie Jackson too. Um, they've been playing well. Roquan's been playing well. Um, yeah, it's comes down to the sustainability mm-hmm. of your offense. Yeah, hundred percent. If, if you do that, you can hang in. Some if people. we can just continue to, you know keep the rock going like I feel like that's what Justin Fields needs like is like just a sustainable run game to help him grow like he's he's not having to do what Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are having to do you know pitch the rock because you're behind so much and make a bunch of mistakes like his like his stat lines don't look great like I'm like obviously they don't look great but he's got what two picks on the year a passing touchdown a rushing touchdown you know his completion percentage isn't great, but like his like he's making smart reads, like like smart plays. And like when you look at his incompletions, like he's putting it where like they can't get picked. If you look at his interceptions, he just got baited so hard on his very first career interception by the Bengals defense, and then the other ones tipped at the defensive line, um, and then just deflected to a a cornerback. He's putting it where cornerbacks can't make plays. Like that's the one thing about it, is like that, that's that, that's like the impressive part. I'm not expecting him to go out there with 353 touchdowns, but that's the one thing. Let's get into our week five recap. Uh, this should go pretty quick. Are the Seahawks done without Russell Wilson? I mean, you got Geno Smith coming in. He looked solid, though, when he did come into the game. But how are we feeling about the Seahawks, JB? I'll let you kick it off. I was just trying to look up their, their schedule real quick because – Russ is out for at least, what, four weeks? Yeah. They got Steelers, Saints, Jacksonville bye week. So I wouldn't automatically necessarily put the – I think it was six to eight weeks, they were saying. No, but I think after the surgery they said like four. Oh, really? So they're they're thinking it could be sped up? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't even think they put them on IR yet. Just looking at that division, though, it's like how, what can you do? Well, they can squeak away with some of these games. Mm-hmm. I mean, Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, however it goes, if you can pull one out against the Steelers or pull one out against the Saints, you should be able to beat Jacksonville. Oh, 100%. With or without Russell Wilson. 100%. Um, if you go 2-1. and one, Oh, you, you should, I'd be feeling great if you can go 2-1 and one over the next – Two, I'd probably think they're going to go one and two, you know. Well, yeah, but mm-hmm. if they could squeak one of those other ones out before the bye week, 
and then they can get Russ back for the second half of their their year. I don't know. Never know. I wouldn't say panic button. Yeah, their team's not looking good. They're two and three. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Justin, what you feel? Yet. What do you feel about Seattle? Um, you can never completely count a team out. Uh, well, depending on the circumstances. But I feel like this team. So, I, okay, personally for this team, I feel like you can't completely count them out. But if I was a bad man, I had to bet on it. Uh, like, how realistically, how far do we see them going in the first place? Yeah, Russell was. right. I mean, they got a They real. I mean, their defense is very suspect. Mm-hmm. So, and, and yeah. Like you said, I mean, the division that they in, we. I think oh yeah. Agree that the Rams gonna probably win that division. Or the Cardinals, one of the two. The Cardinals, right? Yeah. Um, they're fighting it's, with it's, the 49ers it's, for fourth. Division, right. Yeah. So this is going to either be the Cardinals or the Rams. So, I mean, I don't think we had them making it to the playoffs. And then, man, I mean. Just it, it, yeah, it was going to be close to begin with, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, and then Geno Smith, like, he did look good. When he, I mean, when he, when, he, when he came in. But at the end, when he, he, that he, he threw that end over, yeah. like, it was a reminder, like, oh. No, that's Gino. Yeah. <laughs> that's him. So I mean, I don't, I don't expect. Was that. it a bad pick? Uh, it was ugly. It was I ugly. Like, yeah. I, I don't get no. See, like, yeah, we were in the car. I didn't get it the. Ugly. It was ugly. It was. Yeah. It wasn't like, damn, but it was. It was ugly. It was like he almost fooled. Like, up, oh, up, oh, there you go. Yeah, there. That. So, I mean, I don't expect much from him. Upcoming mm-hmm. games, like uh, JB said, they should be able to beat Jacksonville, but I don't. I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sold on them. I think. Uh, I think it's a, a real possibility that they can lose that game. I mean, I don't expect Jacksonville to go 0 and 17. Shit, so, maybe. <laughs> one game. Backup quarterback. I don't have faith in Geno. So. Yeah. Fair. Dan Campbell, in his press conference, crying his eyes out. Y'all see that? At first. Like I cracked up because it's Detroit, so, but no, I really I crack up because yeah, that's exactly that's why I crack up. I but like, come on, I don't care. <laughs> like so we gotta no, we gotta kind of feel for the man. No, a Bro, little. You're bit. a head coach. Get yourself together. He's taking tough like, losses. Like, uh, that team is fighting. They're a bad team. That's the thing. But they're fighting. They are fighting in games. Not so bad on the offensive side of the ball. Like they actually kind of they watchable. It's like uh, it's. Like you said, it's just he, he he taking tough losses, but I mean, I just on that on that defensive side of the ball, they can't do nothing. They run defense terrible, they pass defense terrible. I mean, I don't. Yeah, like that's the thing though. They just got like. But the offense ain't that bad. The no. It's nice. No, yeah, but they just lost Frank Ragno for the year too, yeah. which really is gonna the fucking Jerry Goff's gonna be shitting a brick for a very long time now, because. You know, Penne looked good his, like, first three weeks, but I don't know how he looked this week. And I know he didn't look good against Chicago at all. I think he gave up, like, three sacks against the Bears. I don't know. I didn't get to watch the game. I just – this this is what happened. You know, once we got to the stadium, it was like, holy – like, as soon as we sat down on our seats, it's Detroit's just scored a touchdown with 36 seconds left and Green Bay is an OT with the Bengals about to kick a field goal. And I'm sitting there like, fuck, we got to win today. I'm like, we got to win today. Bears need to win today. I'm sitting there like, holy shit, Packers about to lose, Vikings about to lose, the Lions, like, let's go. Neither of those played out, but I'm just like, what the fuck is going on in the North? So you're going to have to give me some two cents on what the fuck happened in Minnesota. He FaceTimed me when he got to his seats. 
because he was gonna show me the view. I just I was not in the mood to have. Yeah, it, it was right after you didn't answer is when Kurt told me Minnesota just took the lead for a touch or Detroit just took the lead for a touchdown. I'm like, oh my god! And as soon as he finally called me back after Minnesota won it, I told as soon as he answered the phone, he called me back during the national anthem. I'm like, your ass would have quit Pinewood if y'all lost to the Vikings. I said your ass was not doing a show this week. I got out his ass. I was like, you were not doing a show this week if y'all lost to the vikings said this dude would have been in his room so give me the fucking rundown what happened bro just is the defense what uh, i mean no nothing i mean we dominated the whole game like no cap like it was ugly like i had no doubt in my mind that we were winning that game um but in the second half i started to get frustrated as all shit because they were trying to run the ball too damn much justin jefferson had it over 100 yards in the first half. He finished with 124. Like, they could not stop Justin Jefferson at all. They could not stop our offense at all. Uh, and But in the second half, we came out, and we got conservative as fuck for no damn reason. Were you guys just, like, not finishing off drives with touchdowns or something? Like, only scoring 17? Like, what was it? Like, just kicking field goals or some shit? Like, I mean, yes and no. I mean... <sighs> I feel like it was the same shit. Like, yeah, we were passing the ball all over them in the first half, like I said, but then we'd get to the, the drives where we'd run the ball twice on first and mm -hmm. second down, only get three yards, third and seven, incompletion, punt the ball back. And I was like, dude, at what point do you just open it up and keep throwing the ball? Like, I get it. Let Kirk take over the game. It's, like it's fucking seems like just classic Mike Zimmer. Yeah, a little bit. And then, I mean, we were up 16-6. to six, mm -hmm. Three minutes left on the clock. And then what, they kick a... Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph went to kick a field goal to put us up 13. And it was like a 46, 48-yard field goal. Okay. Short. Like, bad. It looked beautiful. Like, on the t on the screen, like, when they showed the kick, short. short what is it, tips? No, Please. short as fuck. A 40-something-yard field goal, Short. short. So you had to be shitting a brick when they tossed him out there for what was it, Short. a fifty what? Fifty four. Oh, you were like, no way. Short. Were you thinking no chance? I was like, oh, here we go again. No, nah, but I was like, dude, what the fuck's going on? So three minutes left, we give them the ball back. They go down, they kick a field goal, it's sixteen to nine. I'm like, all right. Now we're only up a touchdown. Like, can we pass the ball? Ran the ball. Ran the ball. Alexander Madison fumbled on the twenty. Like fighting for extra yards. Piling like this just got stripped. And I was like, God. How much time was left at this point? At that point, probably a little, maybe two minutes, maybe a little under two minutes. I can't remember if it was before or after the two-minute warning. Okay. But then they went down, and, I mean, they were at the 20-yard line. Mm -hmm. I was like, no way this is happening. I said, they're scoring. if they score a touchdown, they're definitely going for two. So they scored the touchdown. They went for two. They got the two. Was what like, was it? Sixteen to what? Sixteen to nine. nine. Yeah. Oh, they went for the win. Scored oh the, wow! I thought it was sixteen to two. ten, and they oh. kicked it. Oh wow! Scored the touchdown. Went for two. Got it. And dude, I was just like, no way! I just fucking watched that because I was, well, I was following my parlay, and I was like, damn, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Turn on the turn on the Packers game, and I was like. Oh shit! Gotta go back. That one gave me 
I, I was at I was at Jimmy's. Yeah. So we had all of them going, but uh, I was over by the the red zone that had like all eight games going. So I was watching them all, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> and I saw it, and then, yeah, Kirk led a game winning drive that ended in a field goal, and he finally fucking made one. But I mean, Kirk should have been doing that the whole game. Yeah. It should not have been that close. It honestly wasn't even as close as it was on paper, but I don't know. I was just fucking heartbroken. Lucas I, Lucas was upset because he did like a short little parlay. He called, I don't know. It was like like Bears are winning. Like parlay. He had Bears, Bengals, Lions. <laughs> Dude. Oh, I think that's what it was. Or like Buck, maybe the Bucks instead of the Bengals or something. I don't know. He was just like, this is a good parlay. Like he was just like, yeah. I had a 12 game. And that's the worst when you go against your home team. And yeah. Like, do some good shit. Damn. I'm a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That missed in the um the Sam the um Sam Darnold uh Panthers and us. Yeah. Eagles fucking missed out on that. Tough as fuck, dude. So yeah, wild what, weekend. What's his face on Good Morning Football, dude? I new I guy. Know, uh, what's his name? That energetic as fuck one angry runs guy. He looks like fucking Jonah Hill. Peter Schrager? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is he a Vikings fan? I think so. No. But he gives Minnesota a lot of credit always. Why? Dude, because he just summed up, like, our whole season in one, like, two-minute clip, and I was just like, damn. Like, <laughs> a- any other team right now, fans would be crying. They're bro. big north. I know, like, all f- four of them at one point were north. Like, all, like, was Nate Burleson left, and he was drafted by Minnesota. Yeah. So they were all like NFC North people because I know Kyle Brandt's a Bear fan. Uh, Kay is a Bear fan. I know Schrager really likes the Bears and the Vikings and the Packers. Like he likes just like I think he, I think they all just kind of respect the NFC North a lot. So they always talk good about the North. Dude. I've yeah. gotten to the point where I'm pretty much just like another Vikings game. It's just another heart attack. Like I could be in tears at the end of this. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of the NFC North, let's talk about Green Bay. Where where do they truly stand for you guys amongst the teams in the NFL? I mean, they've been hard to gauge this year. They've been one of the tougher teams to gauge after getting blown out by the Saints. Then, you know, here they go four in a row right now, four in a row wins. But, you know, they're not all pretty wins. They're not all pretty wins. Like the 49ers honestly aren't looking great this year, and that was like a big matchup. And then they barely squeaked out a win against the 49ers. Rodgers had his miracle in them. I mean, fucking talk about going last second with the Bengals there. Just constant, you know. Like, they beat themselves, though. That wasn't necessarily, like, that wasn't, that was the damn kicker. Like, he got to yeah. go. <laughs> that shouldn't have been like that. Yeah, Mason Crosby always has like one game per year where he just like sucks and then he won't miss a kick for like the rest of the year, which is annoying. The irony of me picking him up right before game time for a kicker. Did you play him? I did. How many points did he get you? Negative two? 16, but. How? He he attempted seven, but he made four. Got the extra point. Or got. Oh, oh, fuck. I don't know how many extra points. Probably had, what, a bunch of them like 50 yarders or something? They They were decently long, but. You only get minus one for the missed field goal, so mm-hmm. out balance. But yeah, uh, so where where do we stand on them this year, JB? How do you feel about Green Bay Packers? 
don't know. It's a little sore subject for me because I be beefing with Packers fans all the time, regardless because we're in the NFC North. Mm-hmm. Um, but, dude, they gave me so much shit for the Vikings taking the Bengals to overtime in a game that we should have won. Um, and then even even if it would have went the other way where they called Devin Cook down and we kicked that field goal and won, like, they'd still be like, oh, well, you only beat the Bengals by three in overtime. No, yeah, exactly. So now I was like, well, you just gave me shit for taking the Bengals to overtime. Like, what the fuck's going on here? And, oh, no, it's different. Packers got injuries, no Jair, no no Zedarius. I'm like, dude, that just sounds like fucking excuses to me. I was like, you guys mm-hmm. are either good or you're not. Like, yeah. th- like there's there's no in between. That, I, could, I could give a fuck about who's injured. Mm-hmm. That's not game to game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You win the game, it's all. We did it without Zedarius Smith and Jair Alexander. But yeah. you, you play a close game, it's all. It's because we didn't have that. Jair. That's honestly another reason why I feel a little bit better about the Bears this year. If, I mean, we're talking, you know, five minutes left in the game, we're shit stomping the Bengals, and then, you know, they just go on a little fucking, you know, rampage, turnovers, this and that, whatever. But, like, Minnesota takes them, goes to OT with them, Green Bay goes to OT with them. I'm not saying that we're better than these teams, but I feel a lot better going into the game against these teams than I would have. Yeah, exactly my point. Like, I don't, not saying we're going to win these games, but I feel like we can stick around. But my take on Green Bay is, like, I just, I don't see them as one of the top teams in the NFC. They were down to the lines at halftime. Yeah. Barely squeaked one out against the 49ers. Barely squeaked one out against the Bengals. They beat Pittsburgh, I would say, pretty good. But Yeah, I got and, and they also fine. had a fucking But blocks. they also have a 35-point loss to their resume. Yeah. Which like, I, will not, I will not let the Packers fans forget that. I just, I can't, I, I, I can't hand respect. Like, I'm a guy who gives respect when sp- Respect is due, but I just I feel like they haven't earned my respect yet this year, and I, I'm probably gonna regret hopping on the show next week talking about how Green Bay hasn't earned the respect that they deserve, you know? Because I want to hear every time shit. I talk, I want to hear that shit. It's like you jinx it, bro. Just fucking quit with your bad juju. I every time I talk bad, every time I talk bad on Green Bay, it just seems like you know they proved me wrong, but they haven't earned my respect. I see and what you're trying to do. once they get my respect, then I'll give it to them, but they haven't earned it. I could, I'm sure we can um, agree. It's, it's they not at the. It's a few teams that will take over Green Bay, mm-hmm. Tampa, um, L.A. Cardinals, mm-hmm. maybe even Dallas. But I feel like they are. They definitely gonna make the playoffs. They gonna I expect them to win the division. Unfortunately, no. And, um, I think if you if 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 we can get to the dance, the dance being the playoffs. You got a chance. And the unique thing about them is they got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I don't feel – I don't know why. Like, like even if I got a – who do y'all think is the best quarterback in the league? Right now? Like, but like playing this year? Not even just period. If you got a – who do you think? If you just like, if I have to take – if I have to take a quarterback right now, it's got to be probably Patty. Yeah, I mean to like start a franchise, but if I'm talking like one year, like got to win it, I, I would consider Rodgers. Yeah, I would. Con- I would consider like, both of them. It's like when you watch him play. I don't know. Like, like I can kind of identify Patrick Mahomes and look at him. Like, yeah, I think I think he's better, but it's close. But it's just a different feeling when you watching Aaron Rodgers. It just feel like uh, you, mm-hmm. you don't never feel safe. Yeah, and even like watching him play against other teams, like even the that, that uh, 49ers game. 
I had the same feeling. It's like a, I don't know what yeah. it is. It's like a, oh. It's, a, it's like the, the NFC team. North. Damn, that's Aaron Rodgers type of feeling. Yeah. So, I mean, as long as they got him, that's the anomaly. And you never know. I mean, if you oh, I agree there, completely. I'm expecting to get there. I think we all do. Mm-hmm. You never know. So, I, wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't count them out. No, I, I agree on the fact that you can't ever count out Aaron Rodgers at all. I mean, we've learned that as uh, Bears and Vikings fans our whole life. Uh, but I'm I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say, like, whatever team, any team that makes the playoffs from the NFC North, I don't see them doing shit in the postseason. I don't. I don't. I don't think, like, if Green Bay wins the division out of the NFC North, yeah, if if the Packers win the division, you know, which I do agree with you, I think they probably will as well. Um, you know, I just think that there's better teams in the NFC that, but they have. I get it. I get it. Yeah, we've said this before. Um, if Minnesota makes it as a wild card, if Chicago somehow squeaks in a wild card, I just don't think we're doing anything in the. I think that the the South is superior. Um, I think the Cowboys are a really good football team this year. And uh, the Bucks are the Bucks. I just feel like we just got too much competition to have anything from the North go our way come postseason time, to be honest with you. And if the Bears aren't in it, I hope it doesn't go our way. I'm not going to be a team that's going to be rooting for the the North and the playoffs. So, But, uh, yeah, that's just kind of how I stand on Green Bay. And, of course, I'm sure I'll be eating my fucking words come next Wednesday because that's just how it fucking goes for me. My whole fucking life's a sham. Browns Chargers, what a fucking whack-ass game. It was like 27 to fucking 13 with like two minutes or like go in the fourth quarter. It was like 27 to 14 or some shit like that. Final score, 47-42. What the fuck? How do we feel? I didn't get to watch it. I saw it. I saw the end of it. I didn't see it. Fucking I had Browns got robbed. That, that was a fucking offensive pass interference, if anything. Yeah. I had the most insane fantasy game because... It was kind of like uh, that kind of lull of the afternoon where it's like, ah, oh, damn. Justin Herbert just yeah. – I had Justin Herbert. He t- obviously turned it the fuck on. He ended up scoring like 50 points. And he was – the guy I was playing was down 40, I want to say like 47, but he had Lamar on Monday night. Jesus Dude, Christ. It, it was the most insane game. He ended up getting with like 45 or something. I won by like two point whatever. It was insane. But, yeah, as far as that game went, I mean, the first half of that game is kind of what I expected it to be. I mean, I know I took the Browns. Oh, I think we all sure took the Browns. Guys, yeah. yeah, we all took the Browns. I, I thought we all thought good game, but I thought Browns was they were a good bet. 14. They were running all over them. They were pretty much game scripted how I thought it was going to go down. Yeah. And then completely out of nowhere, the Chargers are – Within six, they went for two, which I was like, damn, what the fuck is that? And then they were up, and then the Browns were up, and I was like, damn, maybe I need to turn this game on, bro. Like, what am I missing? And those last those last few drives, just back and forth, I was like, damn. Like, both defenses were gassed. Like, they were just scoring so quick that the defenses couldn't do shit because they were just... <laughs> <laughs> They were definitely out there just huffing and puffing, bro. It was insane. And I don't know. Eckler tried to tried to just yeah. clock it. Yeah, three touchdowns. Yeah. 
but Eckler tried, he tried to, block to it. Yeah, he tried to end it right there. All the Browns, all the Browns swarmed him, brought him into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because if they go down, that's ball game. Yep. Pulled his ass into the end zone, so he got pretty much a free touchdown out of that. And I'm then, sure fantasy people were happy as oh, hell yeah. watching that game. They're thinking, I need one more Eckler touchdown. They know he's not going for it. They're like, drag his ass in there. Dude, it was insane. And I really thought Baker was going to get that last drive. I mean, they had a minute and 34 mm-hmm. seconds left or whatever it was. It's like, oh, they got it. They've been driving all game. Didn't get it. Yeah. It was It was insane. It was crazy. and whatnot. Uh, the quarterbacks, I think um, Justin Herbert is real deal. He's fucking good, dude. I was so wrong about him. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he the real deal. Baker Mayfield, I was convinced last year, maybe that was just spur of the moment because they beat Pittsburgh how they did. and But I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. I think he's a short NFL quarterback. Yeah. Why? What's going on with Odell Beckham? I think maybe he need to be traded or something. Cause I feel like he's just for some reason Baker can't get him the football. But why he not targeting him more? I don't understand why he's not more effective. I don't, yeah, I don't get that. <sighs> no, Baker. I feel like he's the kind of guy that could put like a team on his back and take you there. But I feel like he's a feasible quarterback. Like he's a. Um, mm-hmm. Game manager type game deal, manager. yeah. Perfect game. I feel like he's just maybe a little bit better than a game manager. Maybe just slight like, bit slightly better. Like slightly he hasn't impressed me this year, but I mean, obviously, they got, they got all the weapons. Like, <laughs> I, he hasn't impressed me. He didn't impress me against Chicago. He didn't impress me against Minnesota. Obviously, he put up numbers this weekend, but I don't know. I'm still not bought in on him being a. I seen we're getting into the fucking crazy talks already. Um on NFL Network, it was like if you're starting your quarter, you're starting your franchise right now. One quarterback moving forward, and they picked Justin. One of them got picked Justin Herbert, which I think he's earning his right to be a part of that conversation with being three years younger than Mahomes. But I feel like the two right now still need to be Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. Those two for sure. Like, it's still got to be those two. Herbert is earning his right to be a part of that conversation. Second-year player, phenomenal quarterback. I was completely wrong about him. I mean, that motherfucker can pitch the rock. But I still feel like you got to you gotta go Mahomes. I mean, we haven't seen talent like that in a long time. Just pure talent. He's playing good, but, I mean... And he's, he adds, Lamar adds a completely different level to the game for sure. But, I mean, I just want, you know, a somewhat mobile guy. And both Mahomes and Allen are very mobile in the pocket. And their arms are just untouchable. And in a league where a passing game is what wins you ball games now, Lamar can't pass the football. Anyone who says that he can't is just, you know, they're working his way out now. He can pass the rock. But he can't pass it like Allen and Mahomes can. And they're mobile enough where they can be just fine in the pocket and not take a lot of sacks. Uh, Those two just still need to be top two, in my opinion. And that's what brings me to my last game right here, Bills Chiefs. Are we we passing the torch right now? I said Chiefs this week, Bills in the AFC title game. I'm thinking that the torch is getting passed right now. 
to Josh Allen and the Bills for the AFC champions. We're not passing it. Um, no. They they kind of, I don't know what's going on with this. Well, I do know. It's the defense. Um, we got we to gotta see. We got to let the, let the playoffs, let them get into the playoffs. Because it's a long season. We still kind of fairly. It is a long season. Weeks. Chiefs need to worry about winning their fucking division first. Because are they? I mean, we're talking four and one right now versus two and three. Yeah, that's a very small gap if you really look at it. But the Chargers ain't no false four and one right now at all. The Chargers ain't a false four and one. They've beaten the Chiefs, they've beaten the Browns, and they've beaten the Raiders. Those are three solid teams in the AFC. Two very good teams and a solid team in Las Vegas. I mean... Chargers ain't no false four and one. They're going to win a lot of football games this year. They are. So the Chiefs need to worry about winning their fucking division first before they worry about doing anything in the postseason because they, they need to get something going there because they're losing games, you know, where they're, they're, they're supposed to be winning. I mean, we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs right now. I'm not worried about Patrick. Their defense is garbage. That's what I'm saying. Their defense is awful. That's why I think it's fair that we can, you know, say that they are not the favorites out of the AFC right now. A lot of, lot of time to, you know, adjust the defense, but I'm, there's better teams out there in the AFC right now. The Browns' defense is better and their offense is manageable. Yeah, I know that they lost to the Chiefs. I don't. But the Chiefs are struggling out there, you know, defensively. They're giving up points. They gave up a 30, what, 32 piece to the Eagles. Only reason they won that game is because they put up 42 and the Eagles' defense ain't that good. It's the only reason they walk. I mean, the Eagles are putting up fucking 30. I, I, I think it's fair that we can pass the torch. JB, what's your opinion on the Bills and the Chiefs? I, yeah, I think it's too early to pass the torch. Um, again, it's kind of like Aaron Rodgers. You can't count them out. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Um, they'll be all right. Uh, like you said, yeah, the Chargers ain't a false four and one, but I definitely still think the Chiefs would give them a run for their money. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's really early. It's really tight still. Two and three is not that hard to make, like to come back by when you got still. If anything, twelve I think games. They come in hungrier. Yeah. If they lose the division, and they come in as like a wild card, I think the Chiefs come in hungrier. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's fair. Maybe that's, that's a bad definitely thing. fair. Let's move on, John Gruden. Resigned as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Coincidence that I was in Las Vegas? I think not. You guys can thank me. I single-handedly just destroyed the Raiders franchise within a 24-hour period. Yeah, it is me. Breaking news per shaft. Will G has single-handedly destroyed an NFL franchise. Shows you how much power... That I have as CEO of the Pinewood Sports Network. It's just the power is in my hands. Uh, it was funny just like watching Raider fans in Vegas. Just being very somber on the streets. After uh, your head coach just resigned. After a 10 year $100 million fully guaranteed contract. Which he won't get all of. There's some clauses in that fucking contract for sure. About So... Uh, I'm going to read a piece of the article for those who haven't heard it for some reason. Uh, it's very vulgar, obviously. Um, pretty fucked up stuff. Gruden's messages were sent to Bruce Allen, the former president of the Washington football team, and others while he was working for ESPN as a color analyst during Monday Night Football. 
the Sports Network's weekly primetime telecast of NFL games and the emails. Gruden called the league's commissioner, Roger Goodell, a faggot and a clueless anti-football pussy and said that Goodell should not have pressured Jeff Fisher, then coach of the Rams, to draft queers as a reference to Michael Sam, a gay player chosen by the team in 2014. I had to respect what Jeff Fisher came out and said. <laughs> I thought you were saying something. Oh, no, I was not. I, I am not saying. I'm not coming out and saying I respect what Gruden said. By any means. Jeff Fisher came out and said Michael Sam won SEC Co-Defensive Player of the Year. Back in 2014, that's why we drafted him, not because we were pressured by the league. thought that was a class act move by Jeff Fisher. Uh, first reaction was, wow. You know, the mission of the lips thing, he tried to back it up with the whole rubber lips. You know, I call guys rubber lips. You know, that's... Uh, but just seeing this article, I mean, holy fuck. Um, you can't be doing that as a person of power over emails. You know, you can have whatever political beliefs you want, you know, whatever. Um, but that's just wrong. Uh, I know he was taking political shots as well. You just, you, you, there's no room for that in the league. I mean, it was just downright disgusting. And I'm sure there's more of that going on in the league, if I'm being honest. I'm sure there is more of it going on in the league. The one thing that's pissing me off right now about this whole thing is that this was found out through the Washington football team investigation. That's how this was all uncovered. When they investigated 650,000 emails and the NFL comes out and says, we're not releasing any details of the Washington football team scandal. So the only reason, the only thing we're fucking getting out of the Washington football team scandal is what John Gruden was saying in his emails. Like, what the fuck? There is. I know, I know there's, there's some other stuff in there. Like, it ain't. It exactly. Oh, exactly. And the fact. Somebody? Yes, dude. Come on, man. Dude, exactly. He is not the only one wrong. I mean, that was just a very small clipping of that article. The rest of the shit, I mean, was so much worse. Uh, naked pic yeah, naked uh, pictures of the Washington football team cheerleaders uh, to the president of the I don't know what something else in there. I mean, that's the, that is those are cheerleaders that are within your system and you're just tossing around, you know, naked pictures over emails with executive officials. That's so fucking unprofessional and inappropriate. And like just other shit that he was saying, talking about how he hates how the league is handling concussion protocols and stuff. Like talking about very, like, I mean, we're talking like CDE. I mean, that's a very, very serious thing. And for him to just sit there and be like, this is like, we shouldn't be doing this and telling Goodell to go hide in his concussion protocol tent and stuff like that. I mean, Gruden looks like a clown right now. And that, it really hurts me because I loved John Gruden. I thought he was a football guy. You know, I fucking probably quote his, you know, when he's mic'd up. Um, I quote the stupid shit that comes out of his mouth, the funniest stuff that comes out of his mouth. Just a guy that I thought I would have wanted as my head coach because he's a football guy, you know, takes the game very seriously. And he's been there and he's done that. And now just looking at this, it's like, damn. It's fucking just a sad situation. But I think the most, uh, uh, the, one of the most sad things about it is how the NFL is holding the rest of the information. And I think that's bullshit. JB, what's your two cents on the whole scenario? I don't know. But this kind of makes me feel like the NFL as a whole is kind of corrupt as fuck. Yeah, 100%. Um, 100%. Yeah, very inexcusable of what he said. Yeah, maybe 10 years ago, but you still can't be doing that shit. Mm -hmm. um, but you're telling me that nobody in the league knew that, like, the second he was hired 
again as a Raiders coach. Come on. Somebody had to know that before. Well, I, the thing the thing about it is it didn't come out until the investigation. Well, that's fine. But then, again, like you said, why aren't, why aren't you releasing anything for the whole Washington type of type No, of I agree with you on that. That's uh, bullshit. And then you got dudes like Kareem Hunt still in the league. I mean, fucking beat a woman up. And just, ah, yeah. ah, my hands are tied. Can't do that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you got to set a certain president, a certain standard, and... Yes, a lot of this shit is very in, very inexcusable. Yeah. And uh punish, punishable, very. Um resigned. I feel like it almost came out more cuz they don't like John Gruden. Oh, that ha- oh, I know Goodell and him obviously don't get along right. as you can see what he's so, talking about. Oh, leaked. Well, well, I, I mean, good was thing it really leaked or was it kind of handed over because mm-hmm. they don't like John Gruden? Oh, exactly. That's a hundred percent it. I mean, they come out publicly and say that we're not releasing any of the other information. The only, the only thing that we're gaining out of an investigation about a fucking how corrupt the franchise is from Dan Snyder down is another team's head coach emails. The fuck is that? I mean, that's just downright wrong. Yeah. The NFL and I seen that the NFL PA is already, you know putting a league petition together to get the rest of the stuff information out. These people are working in front offices. John Gruden is not the only one who's corrupt here. What he did is super fucked up. Yeah. Super fucked up. But there's more names involved than just John Gruden because he's, he literally was just emailing them working as a color commentator for ESPN. He had no fucking piece, a part of the puzzle of what's so fucked up about the Washington football team. And the only thing that we're gaining out of it as the public eye is, you know, John Gruden's a messed up person. And that's where the NFL is fucked yeah, up. Yeah, he was working with ESPN. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's nuts. It's, it's, it's downright disgusting. For the, the NFL is corrupt. I'm getting pissed off. Let's move on. Well, the, concuss- <laughs> the concussion protocol, I feel like that you can find, like, take a lax on. Because, I mean, I know I'm getting a little irritated uh on how they're handling not necessarily concussion protocol but how they're handling the hits like the some hits, of the hits to the head and personal fouls that thing should be reviewed so if we're gonna i feel like that is a thing that should be reviewed yeah. that is a play that if we're talking penalties that need to be reviewed fuck offensive pass interference and that they review it in college that's why i don't really understand the differences between NCAA and how they conduct it, and the NFL and how they conduct it. Like mm-hmm. the NFL, the N- or the NF- the NCAA is more severe on targeting and stuff like that on how they eject yeah. players. That is downright wrong. I think. Yeah. I don't think anyone, you know. But reviewable, yeah. But as far as like the reviews mm-hmm. go, yeah, hundred percent. Those hits, they should, they should. I mean, we are seeing way too many. I mean, that one on they replayed though. We I watched one live this weekend in the red zone. You know. Fucking Roquan cracked a player right in the chest. You know, there was no, I mean, he was definitely higher up in the chest, almost even you could say damn near neck area. But he led with his shoulder. He didn't hit him helmet to helmet. That was their car's hit, wasn't it? No, it was uh, when they threw it to Edwards in the red zone and he hit him and he dropped it. Oh, yeah. But I didn't see Derek Carr's hit. I heard that Roquan popped him. He did. And that was kind of the same way. It was like, to the head or neck type of deal. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's frustrating. 
Gruden's out of the league, and that's that's a good thing now. I, I was obviously, I, I, it did kind of hurt because I like John Gruden a lot. I did, but um, it's a good thing now that he's out of the league. But there's gonna, yeah. there needs to be more players out of. There needs to be more people out of the league. If the NFL wants to make this thing right and act like they're doing such a stand up fucking job well, over yeah. here, that's oh, what I thought it was yeah. soft kind of by the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, again, inexcusable. But why leak it if you're not gonna leak any other shit? Exactly my point. Exactly. Exactly. Let's move on. Uh, speaking of head coaches, if you're taking one, I just want to know. This should be a little quick little segment. If you're taking one coach to lead your team right now, out of the out of the all the head coaches in the NFL, which coach are you taking and why? JB's got a smile on his face. I think we should let him start. I mean, that's fine. Um, I don't know. I've come to really like this head coach. I feel like. Not that, not that I'd ever be on a NFL coaching staff, but sitting at home, I feel like him and I see eye to eye. Like, damn, yeah, I like that. Like aggressive, going for it on fourth down, like going for two. Brandon Staley. Yeah, I feel like I'm like I sit and I'll even argue with my dad, like on Vikings games, like it's fourth and inches, like we got to go for this. My dad's like, nah, take the points. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. old style football. Take the points, kind of get what you can get with what you're given. But with Brandon Staley's new coaching style, I feel like it's just something we haven't really seen very often. And I, f- I don't know if he's going by the numbers or how he's using to gauge it. I'd really like some more insight on his uh, gauge of play calls. I mean, he w- against the Browns, he went for it fourth and two at his own 24. He, he he, dude! I'm telling you, he's that, playing ball. He's he's that I not necessarily would have done, but no, ballsy and it paid off, and that's insane. Fourth and ten against the fucking Chiefs at the I forty know, yard right. line, like some of these. I just I want to know how he's gauging it and what's going on. Um, so if I was to take one coach, it'd be Brandon Staley right now. Well, there was a there was a little thing that got released. Uh, Leaked today about like what not leaked uh, released a little article about Brandon Staley. It was like it just all comes through trust. He's like we've built up a trust. It's it's got to be some sort of built-in statistic. Yeah, I'm sure He's that you know statistics it, like, and analysts go into that as well. But at the same time, trust. you know, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, in a certain breath, yeah, you got to trust you gotta, your quarterback. You got to give you gotta him props. Trust your running back, the mm-hmm. offensive line. You got to give him props too. Honestly, yeah. like really, you do. Um, coming in five weeks into your first five weeks into. Your first job as a head coach, you know, there's a chance that he could be walking away with coach of the year this oh, yeah. year. He's that de- he's got he's my leading candidate right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. I would definitely have to agree with you right now. After five weeks, I'd say Brandon Staley is probably walking away with head coach of the year. Big thing about it is too, like, you see a lot of head coaches come in and play it safe. And that was a the, comparing, you know, to like a similar situation. That's a, that's the thing I liked about Matt Nagy in his first year. Really, I, I did. You know, he he had a lot of trick plays. You know, he did different stuff, different sets. He was ballsy in games, and I was like, that's what I like. You know, it's his first year, and he's coming out there, and he's coming out here and playing it risky. And you know, you see a lot of head coaches in their first year play it safe and play it smooth, and he's not doing that this year. And that's what I like about Brandon Staley. I do think he's going to be. Hopefully, he has a better tenure than you know. Matt and Haggy does in uh, Chicago, but you know I see a lot of similarities within their first year on what makes them a good head coach. Justin, if you had to pick a head coach right now, who are you taking? Um, <clears throat> I like Coach uh, Tomlin from Pittsburgh. 
like he's a great uh, culture builder, real uh, good leader. Yeah. Um, you can't argue with results. <laughs> he hasn't even. I don't think Big Ben has ever been like a top three quarterback in the league at any point. Um, he played in an era with greats, you know, Peyton, Brady, Breeze. Um, but I feel like he's, it's just, I love the culture that, uh, I feel like he built and had a lot to do with. They were kind of already established as far as like the whole franchise, Pittsburgh, but, um, he came in, he took over and I mean, he's still going strong. I mean, we'll, we'll see what, uh, Pittsburgh looks like this year, but I just, yeah, it's just the, uh, it's the culture. Yeah. I, I agree. I think Tomlin's still one of the best head coaches in the league. Um, he builds a great culture, and if I had Mike Tomlin as my coach, I couldn't complain. You know, uh, if I had to take one head coach right now to be leading my team, I'd probably have to go Bruce Arians. Uh, you know, you look at the top three coaches in the league. You got to go Belichick, Reed, and Arians. Um, you know, obviously, it might be kind of a basic answer to pick Bruce Arians. I like, you know, JB reaching outside the box a little bit. I just love Bruce Arians. I love his – he's kind of got – you know, his offense has swagger. He's a great offensive-minded head coach. Um, and I also feel like he's just kind of like a – once Tom Brady's came in, he's kind of become more laid back. And, you know, I, I think – He doesn't I, have to do shit. He yeah. Just let Tom Brady do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I agree with, like, you know, I feel like he gets along with his eight – like considering the fact that he's 69, you know, almost 70 years old, he gets along great with like a young group of players. Um, I just like the culture that he's built in Tampa Bay. And uh, it's sad because we could have maybe had that culture back in 2013 if we uh, chose him over Mark Trestman. Yeah. Uh, but I'd probably have to, you know, go with Bruce Arians. I think he's built a great culture in Tampa Bay. Their offense works well. And, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He gets fired up for his players too. So he can, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Uh, NFL Week Six preview. Uh, I want to talk about some of my favorite games that I like for this weekend. Not many good games, you know. I feel like every week uh, we got the bye weeks kicking in now. Um, Let's go ahead and talk about the NFL's oldest rivalry, Bears-Packers. Like I said before, I think it's going to be, you know, a good game. I think it's going to be much closer than people are expecting it to be. I'm sure that Green Bay will probably open up as uh, minus five and a half, six point, seven point favorites coming into Chicago. Four and a half. Four and a half only? Wow, I feel like that's probably the biggest, nicest spread we've had since 2018 against Green Bay, honestly. Uh, I just think it's going to be a much better ball game than people are expecting it to. And I feel like if Chicago can continue to run the ball the way they have been, even without having David Montgomery, and continue to control the clock like they have and the defense keep making good plays, I don't think that there's any reason to say that this can't be a good game for the Bears. I agree. Um, I'm done doubting us. (laughs) Uh, How long until we're doubting us again? Last week, I feel like that was more control on the kicker. But uh, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Packers, Tampa, San Fran, Pittsburgh. When are you going to start doubting yourself? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's going to be competitive. 
Fields was getting better with every mm-hmm. uh, You was kind of worried because week one, how bad we looked against the Rams. But the Rams are a really good team. Yeah. And, you know, we had dogs. But, you know, it just – even as bad as the O-line is, it'll take them a couple of games to, you know, gel a little bit and, you know, get to figuring things out. And the, the run protection, the run offensive line looked great against – Counting us out, I don't expect us to win, but I'm not. It's fifty-fifty. I'm gonna be rooting for the Bears, of course. Obviously. Yeah, I feel like when you're talking about Justin Fields getting better every game, I feel like watching him against Vegas this weekend. The ball's coming out quicker too. Um, his pocket presence is getting better. He's staying in the pocket a little bit more. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't look as jittery in the pocket as he has of late. Um, and if he can just stay calm, cool, collected in the pocket, not turn the ball over, and the Bears can uh, get that run game identity still going, then I don't think that there's any way that, like I said, that we can't hang Green Bay this weekend. JB? I mean, yeah, y'all look good, but I'm taking the Packers in this one. Not much else to this say. Is, no, no, that's it. No, I'm taking the Packers as well. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm rocking with Green Bay, but... Vikings-Panthers, another game I wanted to dive into this weekend out of the four. I feel like, uh, personally, for me, this is the point where Minnesota is going to, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of football left, um, and there's probably going to be more games down the road where I say this exact quote that I'm about to say, but I feel like this is kind of Minnesota's, you know, point on the season where they can choose their destiny right here. You know, the Panthers are one of those teams that have been 50-50 all year long. Um, they've hung with some really good teams, but then they lose to the Eagles last weekend. Um, this is Minnesota's chance right here to prove to, you know, the rest of the North, like, Hey, you know, like we're still here. Cause I feel like the identity that we're taking away from Minnesota right now is what we've been talking about all year. It's like playing up to the competition and playing down to the competition, like what we've been saying. So this is your point where, you know, if you're a better team than the Panthers, like you should be. I, you 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 got to come in here and stomp ass, kinda. And I feel like this is just one of those games for this weekend that this is kind of you know prove something prove something game for Minnesota. JB, I'll let you go ahead and dive into your Vikings for this weekend. I mean, yeah, we got to go into Carolina, so that already puts a a little tamper on things. But Sam Darnold looked from playing his best football in the first three weeks to playing like shit the last. Two against the Eagles and against the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, he turned it on at the end, but that Dallas game was not as close as the final score said either. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't looked real good. And uh, I've seen CMC's about 50-50. I don't believe that. I don't think he'll play. Um, I'd be surprised, actually, if Devin Cook played. Um, he needs to fucking play. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I think we got the better run. Uh, run offense. I think we got a better passing offense. Um, so then pretty much it comes down to us being able to keep their offense in check. And I think if we do that, that we should be able to win this game. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always been saying we got to get back to at least 500 before the bye. Uh, after and starting the way when, we did. And that's when in three weeks? Uh, our bye week's next week. Next week? Yeah. Okay. If we win this week, 500 at the bye. Um. Obviously, we fell on the wrong end of a lot of things. 
some of it should be different. It's not. It's the NFL. You can't change it. But uh, we should be able to stop them, honestly. Mm-hmm. But knowing the Vikings, they'll keep it close. It'll come down to a field goal or some yeah. bullshit. What's your takeaways from this weekend's game? Or <clears throat> key points? They're going against them. Um, yeah, Dalvin Cook needs he needs to play. CMC, yeah, fifty-fifty. I think if he plays, it's it's. Our, I, I think regardless, it's going to be close. But if he plays, I think the Vikings' chances of winning are significantly lower. Um, if I got a pick for this weekend, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna. Okay. Um, I'm sure that'll be a bet. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be a bet. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings won. But I don't I don't I don't trust them too many close games so far this season and like you said where they need to solidify what kind of season that they're going to have. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals Browns another weekend matchup that I'm looking forward to. Uh Cardinals kind of struggled with uh, the 49ers a little bit this last weekend, but they got the job done. They're still 5-0. and uh, And then the Browns, you know, been a very good team, hanging with some good good teams, you know, hanging with the Chiefs, hanging with the Chargers. I'm pretty sure those are their only two losses on the year as well. Uh, I don't know how I feel. I feel like it's good. I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, obviously to say it's going to be a repeat of last week is a little much. 47 to 42 is, you know, very hard to predict. But as an offensive battle, I can kind of see it be the same. And that kind of shocked me because I thought the Browns defense was maybe the best in the league. And for them to come out and, you know, give up 47 to the Chargers, I was a little shocked. And uh, no clowny, I don't think. No clowny? Well, that does, yeah, it definitely doesn't help. But. Same time, the way your defense has been playing up to that point, it shouldn't have, you know, a 47-point impact on your defense at all, really. A little bit. Start getting doubled up on Miles Garrett. Shit, even tripled up, depending on the blitz package. I mean, if you if you can beat the rest of their D-line one-on-one and you can just double-team Miles Garrett and limit his impact without Jadavion Clowney coming out, on that other side, could have something to do with it. Not 47 points, but I don't know. At least a touchdown mm-hmm. to maybe sway that game. But no, 100. percent Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, that's yeah. I agree with you. But uh, JB, what's your takeaways from from this weekend's game, Cardinals Browns? How are you feeling about it going into it? I think it's going to be exactly like the Vikings Browns, or it's going to be exactly like the Vikings Cardinals, and there's going to be no in between. It's either going to be super high scoring, both teams are going to be running the ball, throwing the ball all over each other, or it's going to be like super low scoring like the 49ers and the Cardinals was. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I can see it definitely going both ways. Just kind of their defenses are weird, kind of like a week-to-week type of thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it kind of correlates with the offense and how they're – I don't know. Maybe it's just the energy of their their locker room or something, but – uh, I expected the Cardinals to go out there and kind of shit stomp the the Forty ers and they didn't do that. So mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. 
I'm definitely not sold on the Browns necessarily. Um, they showed last week that they're beatable. Um, they have holes that can be exposed yeah. if run properly. And um, I think Kyler could do that. Yeah. Kyler was on the uh, injury report for this week, though. He didn't practice today. Really? Yeah. That kind of shocks me a little bit. Um, I agree. I agree with you, honestly. Like, I feel like there is holes, obviously, that were exploited. And if there's going to be any offense right now to do it, you know, it's got to be the Cardinals. Cardinals offenses look really good all year long. I don't know. I just, this is such a tough game for me. I feel like I got to go Browns this weekend, honestly. I feel like the Browns, you know, they're coming in pissed off. I just, you know, the Cardinals have to have that game where they're like, you know, kind of get their key, their teeth kicked in. I feel like the Browns are going to be the one to do it. I'm rocking with the Browns this weekend. I um, think the, I expect the Cardinals to keep rolling. They uh very electric offense. I like the O-line. This really depends on what Browns team shows up. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like JB said, it's kind of week to week. Like, <laughs> Baker, I don't, I don't, I don't know. After watching um, how this season has been going, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not sold on Baker. Just depending on how he shows up. Yeah. And he got to, he got to get the ball to ODB. That's his best playmaker on offense. I feel like ODB needs to get the ball more. To who? ODB or Dell Beckham? Oh, uh, we always <laughs> call, call him. O- I call it. I always call him OBJ. That I call. Yeah, we call him OBJ. Wow. Old dirty bad OBJ. Yeah, OD, I mean, OD, ODB. I was like, I mean, it works. Oh, no, no, it does work. I, was, I, mean. I thought people actually really that? call him that. I, I wasn't going to question it. He is an old dirty bastard now. Nah. <laughs> OBJ. Fucking OBJ, dude. Dude's buns. Yeah, I see the Cardinals putting up some points. This really is hard to call. If I got if I got to pick somebody, I'm going to go Cardinals. But, um, Depending on what kind of Browns team goes. Mm-hmm. Last streaky. game, streaky, very streaky. Last team, last game. I, last last game matchup I want to dive into is uh, Raiders Broncos. Uh, Raiders and Broncos both started off three and zero, and now have both lost their last two games. Uh, and you know, if they want to potentially fight for wild card team or wild card spots right now in the AFC, is a big game. Because they're both three and two, it's a divisional matchup. Uh, the Broncos lost to the Steelers and to who? Who they lose to as well? Steelers and who? Broncos. You talking about the Broncos? Yeah, Steelers and uh, they lose to this week. Ravens. No. Yeah, I thought it was the Ravens. Yeah, cause they yeah they lost to them week four. Cause remember Harbaugh and Fangio going at it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Ravens. Um, <laughs> I don't even think we ever dove into that. No, cause oh, it was yeah, fucking yeah. stupid. A bit. It was stupid. There was no reason to dive into that no. bullshit. Angry old man getting mad at. Oh, nice an angry old man. He was being. He was being an angry old man. He was being an angry old man. That's what he was doing. He was being an angry old man. Uh, this is a game, uh, that, uh, is kind of going to impact the rest of the season. The Raiders are going to be going in with a new head coach. That's the biggest thing about this. And they're going into mile high this weekend. How we think this one pans out, JB? I'm going to say Broncos 23, 20. 
I think it's going to be close. It's going to be low scoring. Both offenses aren't really going to be clicking. Uh, Broncos have a lot of injuries on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they're finally slowly starting to get some of their DBs back. So I think they just activated Darby off IR, or he might have even played last week. I don't even know. I think he did. With you. I think he did. Um, but that'll help. Uh, if they can hold the Raiders' offense in check, which, again, as the Bears did, they have showed it's very, very doable, and I think the Denver defense has the capability of doing that. I think it's just going to be a low-scoring, kind of boring type of game, mm-hmm. and then the Broncos will, like, squeak it out in the last few seconds. Yeah, I would probably have to agree with you. I probably got to go with the Broncos just because of the black cloud that's hanging over the Raiders' head right now. And I'm sure that locker room's not sitting pretty right now. I could definitely see it going either way, though. Oh, 100%. I'm just thinking about the headlines right now. Like, oh, is this the long-term answer? Like, if they win the game. Oh, yeah, If they beat Denver, is this the long-term answer? Of course. And they get back on track, and then they'll be saying the same thing if they lose. Like, now what's next for the Raiders? I don't know. I just, I hate hype. Will G knows that more than anybody. Like, even if the Vikings are good, like, Stop, don't talk about me and my team. Like, keep us under your radar. Like, and I think national attention kind of does bad for a team. And I feel like they kind of showed when the Raiders played the Bears. Gruden was already getting heat, and they kind of showed up like, Meh. <laughs> it was yeah, Very it, uh, that was being talked about in the stadium a yeah. lot. And a lot of Bear fans were screaming racist. <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> they were going at John yeah. Gruden like that. Um, it definitely won't have the. It's definitely not the same impact, you know, it's just, you know, John Gruden, you know, made some remarks. It was a small little cloud and now it's this massive thunderstorm cloud hanging over their heads. Uh, But yeah, you could tell it it was just poetic justice to see Khalil Mack, who he traded away to end his career on his home turf. That that felt nice. You know, his final game as a head coach is the, the man you traded away in your first season as head coach. That was poetic justice and. Cleo Mack played a hell of a game. Him and Amari, dude. Sometimes it's just hard to believe. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell were you thinking, bro? That's the thing is, like, really, what has he done? Like, I mean, him and average. Mayock, what have the they average. done? Like, just been, like, completely average. Trade away two great players that go on to other franchises and... Superstars. Su- are superstars and... Yeah, tr- yeah, traded away. Uh, what's the fucking center? That, um, Rodney Hudson. Yeah, Rodney Hudson. And then... I just Clellan Farrell, like he's that's looking awful. Alex Leatherwood, you know, who is a very shocking pick, projected to be a second round pick. Like I don't know if they thought they were like just doing something. Like yeah, we're doing something here, getting these low key under under the radar guys at super high. It's like you could have done that shit in the second round, bro. Like if you really wanted Clellan Farrell, trade back, grab assets. He was gonna be there later in the rounds. He was projected to go like twenty two overall, and you snag him at four. Like they, I don't know, man. Like they, like Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs have been consistent, and that's the pretty much the only thing that's kept them consistent as a team and having a solid offensive line. Their offense has worked, yeah. But imagine the if they grabbed the right pieces yeah. and didn't trade away some of the right pieces I mean, on what like they could year, be. Like if they would have traded back, what would they pick them at seventeen? Seventeen. Traded it, traded back, or taking Kadarius Tooney or something. I mean, just something ain't right there, man. Yeah. Something's just not um, right. Henry, the Henry Ruggs pick. Elijah Moore, yeah, right. The Henry Ruggs pick looks awful. I mean, yeah, he's playing solid football, but 
Jerry Judy, in my opinion, is better. C.D. Lamb, obviously, is much better. Justin Jefferson's obviously much better. Like, it, it just doesn't look good on their franchise. They've missed on the draft, and they just, you know, Jonathan Abram, another first-round pick. He is not playing good football right now. Oh. Like, you look at it at the end of the day, you know, I know Raider fans, obviously, um, crack smokes, talk about fucking, you know, we won the Cleo Mack trade. Is Josh, what did Josh Jacobs do this weekend? What did Cleo Mack do this weekend? Put that in your fucking pipe and smoke it, you sinning fucks. Just, I'm so surprised you didn't get jumped, bro. I'm still dude, oh, dude. You've seen the video as I'm walking out of the stadium of me surrounded with Raider fans saying, yep. Taking over your fucking city tonight, just in their grills. I was singing the ba- Chicago Bears. Was gonna happen. I was singing the Chicago Bears fight song. A group of five bear fans, just in a crowd of black, just bear down. Just, I could just boom, boom, boom. They just getting their asses whooped. I could. <laughs> it I didn't happen. Just no one with a fat black. No guy. one wanted to fuck with my ass. Too damn big. People wouldn't even make eye contact with me. Bear. Yeah, I am a big teddy bear. They didn't know that. Possessed. <laughs> <laughs> they. That's the thing is that everyone looks at me and they're like, "Damn, that kid could beat my ass." I'm a big teddy bear. I ain't no fighter. But they look at me. They're like, oh, "I ain't fucking with that kid." <sighs> you damn right. You shouldn't, bitch. All right, let's get into let's get into some pickums. Bucks, Eagles. Let's run through them quick. Bucks. Bucks. Dolphins, Jags. Tua might be back. Ooh, do the Jaguars get their first win? No, it's going to the Dolphins. Uh, Vikings, Panthers. I'll rock with Minnesota. Stop. Stop putting that bad juju on me. The fuck are you talking about? You're over here. You're bad juju, dude. I am not a bad You're juju. Awful. I have, I've, what, I picked the Cardinals. Oh, my God. I picked the Cardinals. You lost. G-Unit, dude. You've been fucking just bad juju. I picked the Cardinals. You know what And you doing. guys still you lost. I am not doing. bad juju. You know what you're fucking doing. <laughs> you were telling me earlier... In the show, shut the fuck up with your bad juju yeah. shit. Because you're like, oh, dude, it's the Packers for sure. Not even close. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. What I you're didn't doing. say it. I said I it was going to be a doing. close game. I said yeah. it was going to be a close game. I said it was going to be a close game the whole time, but yeah. I still think the Packers come out on top. Yeah. You seriously think I'm going to come on my show and pick Green Bay or pick the Bears? No. I'm not going to come out on the show and pick the Bears. I, I know what you're doing, though. I'll take the Vikings. Go ahead. Five dollars make yeah, a lot we'll, bet we'll right wait, now. We'll wait, we'll wait. Okay, all right. I am. Gotta see how many Chargers, Ravens. I'm rocking with LA. Wait, what? Chargers, Ravens. Game. Pickums. I don't know why we didn't dive into that one. That should have been one of my favorite games. Must have missed it. Give me the Chargers. I'm sorry. Give me the Chargers all day. In Baltimore. Yeah, I agree. I'll go Ravens. Oh, Rams over the Giants. I'll go ahead and speak for you guys on that one. Colts, Texans. Colts. Colts. I agree with you guys on that one. Chiefs. Um, Chiefs all across the board. Who do they, who they got? Washington. Yeah. Uh, Bears, Packers. We already dive, dove into that one. He, Green Bay across the board. I don't know, dude. Might be tight. Might have to rock the Bears on this one. <laughs> Bengals, Lions. I'm rocking with the Bengals. Yeah. yeah. Cardinals, Browns. We dove into this one. I'm taking the Browns. Cards. Yeah, I'll take the Cardinals. Ooh. Cowboys, Patriots. I'm rocking with the Cowboys. Yeah. Raiders, Broncos. Uh, 
It's so 50-50. Give me Denver because they're in mile high. Yeah, it's like the Broncos. Yeah, it could go either way. I think it's in Denver, too. Black Cloud over the Raiders. I would... Picking. What? <laughs> Fucking make a pick. All right. Uh, Steelers, Seahawks. I'm going to go with uh, Sunday night matchup in Pittsburgh. I'll rock with Pittsburgh with no Russ. That is a hard one. I think it's going to be closer Dude, than people think. I know. Do, 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 hey, well, I want to be different just to be different, but I really think Seahawks have a chance. Well, I think they got a chance. I think it's going to be close, but I think Pittsburgh comes out on top. I'm just not willing to bet on Geno is the thing. Come on. So I'll take the Steelers. The golden child. You want him. You want him. He's the next famous Jameis, baby. All right, and uh, Bills-Titans. I'm rocking with the Bills on Monday night on the road. Definitely. Bills across the board. So let's get the live bets out of the way real quick before we hop into over it. Yeah, three different ones. Let's do twenty a game. Twenty a game. <laughs> Somebody's this trying to make. Got someone, this, this man's trying to make up for some losses. We we've, we've been out here doing five bucks a game. This man wants to do twenty. He's trying to make up for them losses for this weekend. Yeah, I'll take the Vikings. You take the Panthers. You take the you take the Bears. I will take the Packers. Hell no. <laughs> okay, the, which ones do we have? Two? I took Minnesota. You took Minnesota. I know. I forget what the other two were. The uh, uh, Chargers. Mhm. Mhm. Damn, dude. Jesus, fuck, bro. It's just again. It's just so fifty-fifty. You want to do? You want to do your double or nothing? That was the only game I think we had switched up. No, we had Cardinals Browns. I'll let you do your double or nothing. I'll even just let it be 15. You can either owe me 15 if the Cardinals win, or you can... Pick a game. I don't care. I huh? really don't care. Pick a game. Shit, give me Chargers-Ravens, then, All if right. we're picking a game. Yeah. Uh, So, if Ravens win, you owe me nothing. If Chargers win, you owe me 15. Right. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what are we doing over here? Hold on. Hold on. You got the Vikings, yep. and I got the Panthers. Right. You got the Ravens, I got the Chargers. All right. And what's the other one? Oh, you got the Browns. No, no, no. Broncos, Raiders. Broncos, Raiders were here. Only two switch up. What's the other one? Oh, oh no, I'm not messing with that. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. This is the one. I wouldn't want to fuck with that game either, if I'm being honest. Fuck that game. Fucking with the same type of games. You don't think Ravens Chargers is going to be just as close as Broncos, Raiders? Seattle, uh, Steelers? No. <laughs> no, JB, come on. The golden child, Gino. Oh. You want him. You know I'm you want him. That is your one more. What do you mean, y'all? I'm over here just mediating this, baby. I'm loving it. Pick, I feel like Bruce Buffer. Pick Seattle, though, right? You always be taking the heavy favorites and letting me take the 50-50 no, game. What the fuck you talking about? I bet on the uh, Rams that last time. I always be taking the 50-50 games. No, you don't. What about the uh, Tennessee with uh, Seattle? I had Tennessee, and they came back and won with the field goal. Oh, no, that was the Vikings. Y'all bet. Y'all have bet on Vikings Cardinals. I, I've done it a few times. You bet, bet on. You're yeah. fucking picking Vikings. the Vikings. That's yeah. on you. Oh, you're fine. No, that's different. That's my yeah, team. Exactly. I'm just but saying you can't be talking about oh they're giving. I'm picking the fucking. I'm, I'm picking the fifty fifty. You're games. picking the underdog. Oh, I'm picking the underdogs. What's your fucking uh, team you're picking on? You don't hear me betting on Bears Packers. They beat Tampa. 
Yeah, Rams are favorite. Oh, let's do it. Hold on. Hold on. Hell no. I'll give you this. If the Packers win, you owe me nothing. Deal. If the Bears win, you owe me 25. Deal. Okay. I don't know. I like playing ballsy. <laughs> I like having fun. <laughs> All right. We, we're clear. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. All right. Let's get into the overrated, underrated. And let's just get this thing over with, baby. A duh. Oh shit! This man's trying to make up for his losses. Definitely. You in? Yeah. I mean, oh I, I shit! Just need one to break even. That's why I like doing three. Somebody what is going somebody. on with this fucking computer? Y'all seeing this? No, I definitely can't see that. You'll be all right. It's not even. It's black screen, but it just keeps going in and out. All right, let's just go overrated, underrated. I know it's still picking up, though. Uh, overrated, underrated NFL teams after week five to wrap it up. Uh, let's start with the overrated teams. JB. Dude, I, I don't know. I love Brandon Staley. I love what they're doing. Overhyped, overrated. I'm definitely going to go Chargers. Really? Yeah. Why? I just. Is an explanation? I feel like the Browns kind of exposed them in the same sort of sense. Like, everybody's like, oh, the defense is so good. Browns hung 42 on them. Kind of exploitable. Um, I feel like they're kind of weak in the secondary. Might be a hot take, but maybe maybe not. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr. has been playing well, but not well enough. Um Herbert, yeah, they have some good signature wins. But I seen – who did they play, bro? They were they were shooing Justin Herbert in for the Hall of Fame. It was the Raiders game, the Monday night game, and JB had a fucking heart attack. I, on wanted, the couch. I wanted to puke in my mouth, dude. Like He just hates Justin Herbert a no, lot. No, bro, you just can't – He hates Justin Herbert you just a lot. Can't, no, that's, that's, so, that's so untrue because I liked, I liked him when he played for Oregon and – I don't know. Now that he's in the NFL and now that he won offensive rookie of the year <laughs> and people are just sucking his cock for no reason. Like, yeah, he's earned his right to a certain to a certain extent to be in that conversation with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and kind of being like the next tier of franchise quarterbacks. But I mean, dude, showing him in for the Hall of Fame like they got a lot to figure out. Their offensive line is stellar, dude. I, I've said Complete that Complete turnaround Because so they were the worst In the league right. last year I've said that for so long You give anybody A good offensive line And see what they could do You'd be surprised How many Like real good quarterbacks There are in the league But There's not an, Enough good offensive lines Out there For that to be sustainable So yeah Fine Whatever But to say Justin Herbert's A Hall of Fame quarterback In year two Dude you're nuts And so I think oh, Just yeah. the hype Surrounding the Chargers right now is just, I wouldn't say unsustainable, but the Chiefs are still in that division, dude. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, I, as much as I – I wouldn't say I don't want to see the Chiefs succeed, but as much as I don't want to see the Chargers succeed, I'd rather the Chiefs come in. and Get the Chiefs now while you probably can for cheap to win the division. Yeah. You probably can get them at plus odds right now maybe. I just uh, yeah, can't count them out way too early. I mean, they kind of got a tough schedule 
I mean, they play us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're ranked, I want to say, in the middle of the pack for our hardest schedule. Get And get out of here with that Cowboys shit because the Cowboys are my number two. I feel like they're third in remaining, fifth in overall strength of schedule this year, meaning easiest. Oh, I mean, they're playing an easy-ass division. The rest of the East is whack. So, dude, come on. But they're playing with good teams. They hung with the Bucks, man. Thursday they're, night. They're so hang- the Patriots. Are you sold on the Patriots? No. Right. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, uh, my overrated team was going to be the Cowboys, which he just said. Thanks Welcome. for that. Uh, I'll switch it up. I'll go uh, Arizona. That's my overrated team. See, uh, I just, that's that's where I don't see that. You don't see them being overrated? Because I feel like they're perfectly rated for how they've played so far in their division. Uh, they beat the Rams, who everybody two weeks in have decided that they were the NFC frontrunner. Um, so, if anything, I'd say the Rams are more overrated than the Cardinals out of that division. I'm just picking one of my overrated teams, man. You don't have to bully me. I, well, I'm just saying. I, well, I just feel like they're they're playing down and playing up to their competition, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. They're still four and one. They're undefeated. Oh, yeah. Damn. Or five and zero. Oh. Four and one. Who's four and one? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but you know, uh, if everyone wants to write them in as you know, one of the best teams in the NFC, but you know, you're talking. I mean, I get it. Playoff teams are, I get it, like divisional games are going to be tight with the 49ers, but scoring 17 points on them. And, you know, I get it. Your defense stepped up, only allowed 10 against the rookie quarterback. Congrats. Giving up a lot of points. You want to be considered one of the best teams in the NFC? You have a home game against Minnesota and your defense gives up 34. Yeah, it's a good offense. Yeah, you squeaked out a win because they missed a field goal. You know, I'm just not completely sold on them. Yeah, they beat the Rams, but I'm just not completely sold on them. I'm not. 37 on the Rams, nonetheless. I'm just not completely sold on the Cardinals. I want to see more. They're playing up and playing down to the competition, and if you want to be one of the best teams in the league, I don't think that's that. Well, then you could say the Bucks by that standard for only beating the Cowboys and the Patriots by two. I think the Cowboys are a good team, and they have a, they have a completely riddled secondary, completely riddled secondary. I mean, their defense has been torn to shreds in the secondary with injuries, torn to shreds. Justin. Yeah, I was gonna pick the Cowboys. I don't know. How yeah, you got them. I'll still go with the Chargers. I don't know how everybody is uh, rating. I know that's – I think um, I could very well see them, like, challenging for a Super Bowl or at least when the season started, I can. After uh, it has been going, Baker is looking iffy. And I don't like how Odell isn't being Odell. I'm tired of him not being what I remember him as. So I'm going to say the Browns, at least in my head, I feel like the Browns are – maybe I'm – Personally, just overrating them. Um, so, yeah, I guess the Browns. Okay, Browns. All right, let's go underrated NFL teams after week five. 
You want to kick us off again, JB? No. We'll let Justin start this time. Yeah. I'll be taking you guys. I'm going to say this one a little harder. Um, we'll say the Bengals. I, I can get behind people, that. Uh, including me, I don't think people really gave them much credit. I don't think anybody had them winning the division. I still don't think that they will, but I don't think it's impossible. Their offense, I love, love, love Joe Burrow. Him and Chase are amazing together. Um, hopefully, Joe Mixon can stay healthy. And I think this team can really um, – I think they can go far. I think they could possibly win a division. It's going to be between them and uh, Baltimore. I think Lamar Jackson is having an MVP-like season so far. Uh, I think we all had Pittsburgh. Oh, damn, the Browns. Um, yeah, the Browns too, so – I don't know. I just feel like that they overrated, especially for being in that division, mm-hmm. where some people would probably consider the best division or at least the second best. But uh, yeah, go Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I like that team. I like that pick. That's an underrated pick. JB. Actually, Cincinnati was going to be mine. Not, Same no, here. No, no, it's I okay. No, no, no we've got to wind up. Time, no, it's all right. We'll be um, all right, dude. He just wants to say the Bears so bad. I'm going to say... Vikings. I'm just... I'm going through it. Vikings. Vikings. The Vikings. The Vikings. What are you saying over there? Uh, only things that the mic can pick up and you can listen to on the podcast. <laughs> I think I know what you're saying over there. Dude. Go ahead and say them. You want to. You want to. No, I won't. I'm not biased. I'm not. I definitely think that we are an underrated team, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick them. But, dude, y'all make it tough. I'm gonna say the Eagles. Not necessarily even for contention type of purposes, but. Just because everybody kind of wrote them off as a bottom five team in the NFL, and they've been kind of surprising some people with how they're hanging in some of these games. I mean, like you said, even hanging with the Chiefs, had they not yeah. hung 42 on them, um, the Eagles looked fairly Beat the fun. Panthers. Yeah. So Stomped the Falcons. Yeah, I'm going to say the Eagles. Not And again, not necessarily for like contention purposes, but – just an underrated team with how they're yeah. projected from the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna be biased and say the Chicago Bears. I'm gonna say I'm gonna be biased, and you know I'm gonna regret saying this. I'm gonna regret saying this. JB wanted to say the Vikings. He should have. He should have. But I'm standing on it. Damn it. Stand on it. I'm standing on it. One Defense is playing pass, good football. One career passing touchdown. Stand on it. <laughs> I'm standing on it. Empire. Uh, uh, the Chicago Bears are my underrated team. Um, maybe I'm riding on the high of being in Vegas watching a live win. It's probably it. It is probably it. But the defense is playing good football. Defense is playing really good football. And the Bears are finally starting to find maybe their identity and running the game, getting a run game going, being able to manage the clock. Getting able to, being able to manage the clock. 
and just run the ball down teams' throats. I love watching that old-school football run the ball down teams' throats. And it helps out Justin Fields, and it helps out our defense because it gives them a break, finally. And I just think that, you know, everyone wrote our season off after that Browns game. I wrote our season off after that Browns game. But the fact that – and I'm not saying we're going to be a playoff team, but I think that we are going to be hanging in a lot of these games from here on out. If they can continue this, you know, standpoint on just – Controlling the clock, running the ball. Yeah, obviously there's going to be times throughout this season where they're not going to be able to run the ball and they're going to have to pass. And then there's going to be pressure. And we'll just have to see how Justin Fields handles it then. But right now, they've got their identity that they need to stick with. Things change. We'll see how they make adjustments. But I think we're going to be hanging in more ball games than I even was expecting us to the rest of this year. I didn't have us, I didn't have us even beating the Raiders, honestly. You heard it here last week on the show when we came out and we beat the Raiders on the road. That felt great. Um, if they can just carry this momentum, I think that we're going to be hanging a lot more ball games this year. Man, you don't admit to that, man. You went all the way to Vegas, put money on them, and we won. You don't, you don't remind people of that. You stand on it. Damn right. Yeah, I did just go all the way to Vegas, put 100 on the Bears, baby. Uh, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of the Pinewood Perspective. We had a long episode for you guys today. I thought we were going to have a short one, but you know how us fuckers get. We get to talking. There ain't no stopping us. Uh, enjoy your football weekend, everyone. Just kicks it off tonight. Bucks Eagles. Thursday night football. We're filming it on Wednesday. Justin, don't ruin it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and enjoy your guys' football weekend. I'm hoping to enjoy mine. Uh, I hope your fantasy fantasy teams go well and all that good stuff. I'm Will G. I'm JB. And this is the Pinewood Perspective. <laughs>